Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 227 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for showing us more of you as we read your word. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what Jesus is teaching in Luke chapter 5. Jesus was teaching the people by the Sea of Galilee. There were two boats sitting on the shore. One of them was Simon Peter's. He got into that boat and asked Simon Peter to drag the boat a little way from the shore. Then he started teaching again. God is in the details, my friend. It was no accident that Jesus picked Peter's boat to preach in. He already knew Peter would be his disciple and be an important part of starting the church after he died and rose again. He also knew he was going to fill Peter's nets with fish in just a few minutes. Imagine being Peter that day. He had no idea his life was about to change forever. When Jesus was done teaching, he asked Peter to put his net in the water. Well, Peter had already washed his net and put it away. He was hesitant because he was done for the day, but he obeyed the Lord anyway. His obedience set him up for a miracle. Imagine if Peter wouldn't have put his net in the water, he wouldn't have received his miracle. May our hearts be willing to obey the Lord even when, and especially when, it is inconvenient. May we be willing to interrupt our plans for his and see him work in a mighty way. Next, Jesus heals a leper and a paralyzed man. Verse 26 says, And overwhelming astonishment and ecstasy seized them all, and they recognized and praised and thanked God, and they were filled with and controlled by reverential fear and kept saying, We have seen wonderful and strange and incredible and unthinkable things today. Imagine being there and seeing these miracles. We read about them, but do we think they can really happen for us? I pray we can live with the expectation that God is still almighty, and he is still in the business of doing miracles today. May our hearts be lifted into his presence and we feel his strength and power. Well, let's see what Paul is teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul teaches about the gifts of the Spirit. He mentions the Holy Spirit 12 times. Verse 7 says, But to each one is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, the evidence, the spiritual illumination of the Spirit for good and profit. Then he lists all the gifts of the Spirit. He follows that with all these gifts, achievements, abilities are inspired and brought to pass by one and the same Holy Spirit who apportions to each person individually exactly as he chooses. May we be led by the Holy Spirit, strengthened by him and filled with the gifts of the Spirit. Paul reminds us there is no gift lesser or greater. We need each person with each gift to be whole as the bride of Christ. May we honor everyone as God's chosen to have the gift they have and understand their gifts are given to them by God's precious Holy Spirit. Even though there are many powerful gifts given to us, Paul ends his lesson with love being the greatest of all. May we pray for God to fill us with his love above everything. Let's see what's happening in Job chapter 25. Bildad's response to Job's last rebuttal reflects the belief that nothing comes close to the glory of God. This is something they all agree on. It doesn't appear Bildad's mind is changed about thinking that Job has sinned, however. He still thinks Job's suffering is the repercussion of his sin. He merely points out here that people do not compare with God's glory. This is an important truth as we are taught throughout the Bible to revere God, worship him, and be obedient to him. Job knows this to be true as well. In chapter 26, Job replies with much the same truth. He talks about God's magnificence as seen in the expanse of the sky, the ocean, and the pillars of heaven. 
In verse 14, he finishes with, yet these are but a small part of his doings, the outskirts of his ways, or the mere fringes of his force, the faintest whisper of his voice. Who dares contemplate, or who can understand the thunder of his full magnificent power? Yes, God is magnificent, all-powerful, and almighty. May we praise him and give him all the glory. Let's see what we can learn from Psalm 46. The sons of Korah wrote this powerful psalm. Verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, mighty and impenetrable to temptation, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. Oh, if we only truly knew this truth, God is our help, refuge and strength. He is the one who will hold us up during the trouble, trials, and difficulties. Verses 7 and 11 say, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, our high tower and stronghold. May we turn to God in our suffering. May we be restored by the great I am today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word that restores us, lifts our hearts into your presence and reminds us of your power and might. May you fill us with your love to overflowing so we can love as you ask us to. Keep our hearts soft as we navigate this dark world. Shine a light for us to follow. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.